Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Right back for three. And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Yes, it is wrapping up our week this hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. Hope you took a late lunch and an extended lunch that you're off for the weekend. Uh, in your car driving home for the weekend, 93.7 on their FM radio dial is where you found us or free app on your phone. It's good to use. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can watch us and Allo Channel 951. That's right. If you uh, subscribe to Allo, who we appreciate sponsoring our VIP line, you can watch us on TV. We'll have a guest on the Allo VIP line coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, But plenty to get into before that, including a big thank you to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Charles and his crew opened this weekend. Go check them out down at 27th and Pine Lake uh, for the good stuff. That's just what it is. It's all good. I don't even know what to pick out. So, yeah, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Go on and get it. Um. We teased this at the end of last hour, Strick. <clears throat> Stephen A. Smith Wilden. Again. <laughs> uh, Stephen course. A. Smith managed to backtrack a little bit and I think, you know, save a little face. But what he said was Nikola Jokic was not a dominant post-up player. Mm. What Stephen A. said he meant was oh, that— Oh, here we go. Uh, what he said he meant, what he claimed, was that Nikola Jokic isn't the same physical presence as Shaq. The backy down, put oh, you in okay. the rim all the time. Mm. To that aspect— Okay. There's no. There's not many that are like Shaq. No. Let's just be honest about that. Go ahead. Jack Shaq. Mm-hmm. But he didn't lead with that. <laughs> After a couple <laughs> minutes, he backtracked his way into that. So, okay, whatever, Stephen A. But there are numbers out there, and that's why I appreciate numbers. They can tell us if someone <laughs> is you know, speaking the truth or going crazy. We all kind of figured Stephen A. was off the deep end wow. with that one. But a Nikola Jokic post-up, according to... Um, Todd Whitehead on Twitter is the third most efficient play of the last 15 years. You know what the fourth most efficient play of the last 15 years is? Nikola Jokic post up. Yep. <laughs> back to back. Yep. Yeah. Two of the best plays like in the last MVPs. 15 years. Like his yeah. MVPs. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Nikola Jokic but here's good the thing. at posting up. You 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 know, um you only see one year of it being, and that was Joel Embiid this one year, and that was just this upcoming year, this this pre- previous year. JoJo is on that list as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But what, what another one I find is interesting about the list, I'm going to let you, go ahead. Let me let you get to your, your point. I, I just, there are some interesting thoughts, but go ahead. I'm yeah, we're, we're, I just wanted to go down the list because yeah. it gives you the, the play type. And the one I want to dive into first 
is the one that's the the rarest, the one that shows up the least on this list. And it's what we were talking about with Keisei Tomonaga before, where he said he needs to learn to handle the ball more, prove he can distribute. I think work a little more in pick and roll because the NBA seems like it, it's heading that way. But the, the only play that shows up twice on this list, no more, is the off-ball okay. screen. Mm-hmm. The two players that show up at that are J.J. Redick, who was a really good shooter in his career, but that's all he did. He was limited to that, had a great year with it. The 2015-16 season uh, averaged 1.13 points per possession coming off an off-ball screen. The most efficient play in basketball over the last 15 years was an off-ball screen for Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. That's Golden State's entire system. They ran it 330 possessions. For Steph, he scored 425 points on him, 1.3 uh, points per possession with that. So that, to me, Strick, speaks to your point that it's so difficult to make yeah. a living as an off-ball only player in the NBA. Yeah, and and he's he's going to go down Steph Curry as one of the greatest to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, unless you're in that category, you're – you know, like, I, I love Casey Tamanaga, but I'm going to be honest with you, he's not Steph. Like, not to say that <laughs> he Japanese couldn't be. Japanese Steph and Steph are not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I'm not going to limit the possibilities of what Casey and his determination and his heart could put him at and that he could be. I think one of the things that you saw with Steph Curry at Davidson is – you saw there was some magic there. Like, you you, you knew that there was something different about. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll ask you, and I'll ask the text line. From what you've seen of Kese Tamanaga of this this point at 402-464-5685, what you've seen of him, could you say that you see that same kind of glow uh, on him that you saw from Steph Curry when he was at Davidson, the magic that he showed in the in the tournament, how he almost like like, do you see that in 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 Casey Tamanaga right now, or even maybe to be looking at for this year, thinking that it could be that? I think there's a similar level of gravity, mm -hmm. uh, and and by that I mean attention being paid to the players, but I do think Steph's bag is deeper. Mm -hmm. I think Kese's Tomonaga in three-on-three three will help. I think the NBA is going to be a lot more spaced for Kese than Nebraska has been. I don't know how it could be less spaced in some cases, given how poorly Nebraska's shot. But like, you, like you've been saying, we haven't seen Kese run off screens a lot. He hasn't been a primary ball handler. Nebraska has looked for ways to feed Kese, and he's you know shown a little wiggle, a little creativity. But it's just to get a shot up, mm -hmm. not to, to set people up or to set up the next move necessarily. Steph has become better at that, but we saw Davidson and Bob McKill abuse him different ways like that in college. Yeah, and that's that's so if he shows me that this year and I see some just super magic, um, then it's gonna come down to what organization does he fit that's mm -hmm. gonna be like that. So that's very limited in itself, right? So then you've gotta only be really looking at maybe Miami. Mm-hmm. You got to be looking at Golden State, definitely. Mm -hmm. Maybe Phoenix, but without Kevin Dart, without Kevin Durant, you you can see it with yeah. Booker, yeah. with some isolation, but with Booker coming off because you okay. can see Cameron Payne. You you could see Tomanaga fitting in a Payne type of role there in Phoenix. Could he be New Manu <laughs> in San Antonio? That's what I was going to say next. Maybe San Antonio. 
um, if you need shooting, like, and you don't really need him to handle, I could see Dallas. Okay. I could see – I would like him to get stronger because I thought Brunson's strength enabled him to be able to mask some of the issues that probably mm-hmm. you could look at. And then now you see Brunson just going to a whole nother level. So you could see Dallas. So there's a few teams that I could see potentially. With Casey, my worry is that he'll run into the wrong coach. That they'll They'll like his shooting ability, but they – won't fully grasp what Casey is as the, you know, kind of in the flow player that he right. is, and they'll try to put him in a box. I right. think he needs a coach that understands who Casey is as a person and as a basketball player, and doesn't try to, you know, fit him into a spot up shooter role. That that's that's the issue. But I also believe that he doesn't get too far. I I don't believe he gets out east. I believe he's going to be somewhere west. And I don't think he gets as far as the Rockies. Okay. Okay. Now, I could, like I said, I could see Texas possibly because Texas, Texas, <laughs> they, they would love to touch some of that, you know, international, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> Dallas love that international money. You know, Dallas loves it. Mm-hmm. So does Build San Antonio. To prove it. That's what I'm saying. So, you, you know, you could see it probably not going as far as Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it in OKC. I don't see it. In Chicago, I don't see no. it in any other the Midwestern types of, like Indiana. No, I don't see the style fitting in any of those. So I could see it definitely out west. And I think I think Golden State with the with them trying to get younger, if they can move, uh, I think they they would need to move Jordan Poole. Right. If that if that happens, I could see you know a little sprinkle of getting some youth, getting mm-hmm. some you know international style and flair in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, back to the list of plays. There are three, four isolation uh, seasons on there. Two of them are James Harden. Oh, of Houston. course. In one of those MVP years. Yep. I think those numbers, though, Strick, are a little inflated just by the number Absolutely. of threes, right? The, I think the number of threes and the number of possessions, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the difference between him and Steph. He's number two, but look at the difference between him and Steph. 330 possessions to 720. I mean, that's just way more opportunities. And 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 and, and ultimately, did it get him there? No, it got him smelling it, getting sniff of it, but it didn't get him there. I, I don't think isolation ball in the way that it is today, I don't think it gets you fully there. I could not agree more. Yeah. One isolation, isolation season on there was Kyrie Irving in the 16-17 yeah. season. We know that. The one that really surprised me, though, was DeMar DeRozan Mm. from last season, the 21-22 season. DeMar scored 1.14 points per possession in isolation. I knew he was good one-on-one. I didn't realize his season was to that level. DeMar was looking Jimmy Butler-ish. This this year, just with a not a not a good. I I I would tell you that if that team had um didn't have the injuries that they had with both Ball and um, Caruso Caruso, mm-hmm. I think they they could have been a dangerous team, but mm-hmm. he couldn't do it by himself. There's just there's just no way. Now um, you see the 2010-11 season, Dirk was a beast. And those weren't traditional post ups too, and that's what that that's what you gotta you gotta you gotta remember. Those are those high elbow, similar to Jokic type post ups, where you know you you get it at the elbow and let him work. Is it 
easier so or it's harder? different. It's yeah. not traditional. Is it easier or harder to be efficient from the high post elbow area versus the traditional low post? Absolutely. Um, the now most post ups don't don't happen at the block. Now they happen at the um, you know just off the block, about three feet off the block. The reason is, it's for and if Stricky's guarding you at seven, eight feet off, the yeah, you, yeah, Dirk, Dirk was at the three point line <laughs> when, when I was able to put some forearm on him. Um, but, but that that is a danger zone. Like they used to have plays for me at the elbow mm. because you know we we would run you know different ISO set situations with either me, Dirk, sometimes Finn, um, where we would catch it at that elbow, and the reason being is. It's a catch. It's a rip. It's a shot fake. And by you, it puts so much pressure on the defense because the rotation guy is going to have to cover. The top guy is going to have to drop in front of. So you've got easy kickoffs. You got to the mid range, or you're one dribble to the to the to the rim, right? The farther out you are, which I I just hate that guys can't post up the way that, you know, like, you know, guys like me or guys like Gary Payton, guys like like MJ if they. Or Kobe, when they wanted the ball where they wanted the ball, it was trouble because you're one dribble away. You know, I think even KG did a good job of getting to that same type of spot. It's dangerous. It's a danger zone, and a lot of people don't like it. This is why KD, I think, if he gets it there, he's trouble. When he gets pushed out, he's not. Same thing with Tatum. Tatum is the same way. I think the closer they can get to that elbow, it's more danger, but they get pushed out sometimes. There's just something about being in the middle because, like you said, all the options, options that open are up. there, yeah. it's impossible to cover yeah. with someone that scores at that high a level. Um, the last thing before we get to our guest, we'll save plenty of time for him, uh, the last play type that's in there, pick and roll ball handler. Mm-hmm. A lot of that in the NBA. The two most efficient uh, pick and roll ball handling seasons. You already know. Dame. Dame Dizzy. Dame Dame Dizzy. How's Dame going to be remembered legacy-wise? Because that's a dude who's gotten buckets, but I worry he's been a little overshadowed by Steph and the Warriors. I I, I hate it. I think he could get kind of just, you know, just mold over. Similar to Wright, like, you're going to remember Melo, but are you going to remember him long term? No, it's, you, it's LeBron and Kobe's. Era. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, you know Melo was a beast. Like, he was that guy. But then you're just gonna be like, oh. so it's gonna. I think it's gonna be the same with Dame, unless he goes somewhere, where he gets out of Portland and just really is able to just do some something special with a team. Um, I I I don't think Kevin. I think Kevin Durant's close, but I don't think he will be just because of what happened um, with his time with Golden State. I think he can still be kind of on the verge of that. Um, you know, I think you're always going to remember Dame, you know, like Dwayne Wade. I think you're always going to remember guys like I think guys like Trey Young are are guys that'll get mauled over. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, you know, I I I think who else? Who 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 would be another one? You know, that's in that kind of in that in that sweet zone. I mean, even Allen Iverson to some degree, it wasn't his era. Yeah, and that's and that's crazy because AI was a transcender. Mm-hmm. Like he was a he was a game changer. Stephen Amari in Phoenix, I mean, didn't win anything. Yeah, killer yeah. Ki- killer combo. Yeah. Do you even do, do you uh, outside of uh, that? Do you remember a lot about Steve? Can't say I do. 
because he didn't really get the chance to win it. I think he should have stayed in Dallas, but that was mm-hmm. that wasn't his fault. <laughs> that wasn't his fault. You know, they should have paid him. I mean, actually, they would have got him cheaper had they would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I think they could have still won it with Steve there. Yeah. Um, the other one that surprised me from this list, and we'll get to uh, Cluster, Donovan Mitchell. Elite mm. pick-and-roll ball handler with Cleveland uh, this year. Averaged 1.13 points per possession. Didn't realize that. That's tied with Steph in his MVP year in 2021. That's another one that sticks out to me, Strick, because no clay. Draymond and Steph were carrying that team, and Steph was doing all the scoring. That was kind of when Poole broke out, but everyone was hurt, and Steph put up 32 points per game out of a system he wasn't used to playing in the regular season. Yeah. Um, nuts. Nuts. Crazy. Um, I, I'm trying to think of who else has the capability of, of, of and I can't. I, I, just that kind of takeover, take charge, take over mentality like that when it's needed and necessary. Um, I mean, he almost did it with the injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, when he led him back in the playoff, in the play-in game where mm-hmm. they almost, was it the Lakers? that they almost beat not too long ago. It was a couple years ago um, where they were in a playing game and it could have been Denver maybe. I don't I don't remember. I can't remember who it was, but they were somebody that they were playing where he literally just almost carried him by himself. I'm trying to look back and remember. You guys on the, on the text line? Yeah. You guys, was it in the so. bubble? It was, it, was bef- it was either. It was a year after. After the bubble. Yeah, 21-22. Yeah. We'll, we'll anyway. get it during break. Yeah. Let's call Cluster. Yeah. Talk with him. We'll do that next on the block.